Welcome to the That Healing Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Faith Ashenden, founder and CEO of That Healing Feeling, where we show you how to become a self-healer of mind, body, and spirit through nervous system regulation. Join me and thousands of my other students as I dive into the world of neuroscience, subconscious programming, energetics, and radical self-love. In this podcast, you will learn that your body and mind are meant to heal and that under the right circumstances, we can experience miraculous healing by leveraging our own internal infrastructure. Let me guide you as we challenge preconceived notions and outdated narratives and dive into the empowering world of self-healing. My intention is that you leave this podcast full of hope and actionable tools. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the That Healing Feeling Podcast. I am so grateful that you decided to join me today for a very special interview with the one and only Rebecca Faria. If you are someone who knows anything about lymphatic drainage, I guarantee you will know who she is. I first came across her method on TikTok, of all places. And ever since then, even though she didn't know me yet, her method had changed my life. I followed her on all platforms and started implementing her self-massage techniques in my day-to-day life. And I have been sharing with you on social media how absolutely game-changing it has been. What I really love about Rebecca is that she is genuinely so passionate about spreading the word and just educating people on the power of supporting the lymphatic system. Rebecca's story is so inspiring because she moved to the US from Brazil and has managed to quickly, effortlessly, and through just word of mouth, build up her own spot in Beverly Hills where she massages people like Kim Kardashian, Jennifer Aniston, Ariana Grande, Hailey Bieber, the list goes on and on. She is starting to train people all around the world on her specific technique that is oh so effective. In this episode, we dive into what the lymphatic system is, what lymphatic drainage does, how to support your lymphatic system on a daily basis, how to simply and easily detox your life emotionally and physically and spiritually, and the practices that are so important to Rebecca to maintain the vibrant health that she has. I am so excited to serve you this episode because I really believe that there are so many actionable tips in here that you're going to implement today and just like see such a difference in your life immediately. So without further ado, Let's dive in to this episode with the one and only beautiful Rebecca Faria. All right. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for making the time to meet me on the podcast from all the way across the world. Uh, Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, It's such a pleasure. I know we have a lot to talk about. Yes. And it's such a full circle moment because I can't even remember who shared on TikTok, but there was like a viral video of one of your clients who had like PCOS who worked with you and shared the facial lymphatic massage, which I've been using every single day. And she was like, 
this is not my method. This is Rebecca's method and everyone should follow her. She works with like everyone who's anyone. And so then I followed you and I listened to so many podcasts where you were interviewed. And I was like, I need to get you on the podcast because there's so much wisdom here that would help so many of the people who listen to this podcast. So it's so awesome to to be able to pick your brain about just like self-healing and so many of the different modalities that I think people in the Western world are just like not aware of. Yeah, and lymphatic massage is related to basically all the conditions we can develop because the lymphatic system is a part of the immune system. So taking care of your lymphatic system, it's a great way to prevent your body from having all those conditions and to help your body to get better. Okay, so I can't wait to dive into the science behind this because I know that this community is very you know, science-driven, very smart, all biohackers. Um, But before I do, I just, like, what's your story? Obviously, you are not from, well, I say here, technically, you know, America. (laughs) Where are you from? How did you get into this? And, like, you know, obviously, you are extremely talented at what you do. You stand out across the globe. Um, Where did you study? How did you learn your specific techniques? I am from Brazil. Um, I learned everything in Brazil. Lymphatic is a Brazilian thing. And it's a part of our culture. You see your mom getting it done, your grandma getting it done. And then you just learn throughout the years naturally. But when I got older and I finished high school, I went to college and I did a lymphatic kind of school. It's hard to translate for English because they don't have it here in America. And then I did a master's degree, but I've been working doing lymphatic since I was young. So that's all I've been doing my whole life. Wow. So like your mom taught you the importance of it or how did that come about? My mom will get it done. She doesn't know how to do lymphatic, but she'll get it done. And I would see it since I was young. My grandma will get it done, friends. So you just kind of learn it by seeing people. And then when you get older, if you're interested on it, you can learn by going to school and like learning the science behind it. So then what made you bring it to America? Um, I know that I knew at the time that LA is such a healthy spot and a place where people were very aware and they didn't have lymphatic here. I would come here for vacation. I wouldn't see any lymphatic place. And I had friends here who would tell me they don't have lymphatic here. So I've always had the dream to bring it to LA. And I was like, if I never try, I'll never know. So just give it a try. I came, I didn't know anyone like who could help me. I had just a few friends and uh, I found a Brazilian model on Instagram. Her name is Julia. She's still a good friend of mine. And she posted about lymphatic on her Instagram. And that's how I had my first clients because they would reach out to me from her Instagram. And at the time, I remember I had like 30 followers, which would just be my friends and family from Brazil. (laughs) And, um, that was how I started. I didn't have a car. I would do house calls by Uber. But slowly I was able to build my community and rent a place and buy a car. So I was growing slowly. It was everything word of mouth. Wow. And that is to me like the sign of something is actually effective. Like you are just good at what you do. People are going to talk about it. And that brings in more business. Um, and now you have like, 
an amazing place in LA, don't you? Yeah, I have a spa here in LA. It's in Beverly Hills. I finally was able to build my own place the way I liked and with all the decoration I like. Because before, I would rent like small offices inside of other people's space. Either a hair salon, which has nothing to do with lymphatic, but it was the only place who I could find at the time. And then I went to a doctor's office. So slowly I was able to rent bigger spaces. And this space is like my space. I was able to decorate it the way I like. I had a um, someone helping me, interior designer. So I'm very happy that I have my spa now. And I've seen pictures of it. It's beautiful. And I know it's so important to like, just to feel your nervous system feels recalibrated when you create your, your own space like that. So that's amazing. And, and you have, I know that you are like so busy and, um, I was listening on all the podcasts, people saying like, when can I see you? And it's like, you have so many clients now. I know you have like a crazy wait list, don't you? Because you've absolutely blown up in this space. <laughs> yeah, I have so many clients because my clients keep coming back. So it's hard for me to get new clients uh, on my schedule. And that's the main reason why I wanted to open this space because now I have girls working for me and they are able to see new clients. Because I truly want to help people and it would make me so upset not being able to book someone with me just because I didn't have time. And now with this spa, I have four massage therapists working with me. So I'm able to see more people, to have more people getting all the benefits from a lymphatic massage. That's amazing. Okay, so then I know everybody's going to want to know about the lymphatic system and exactly... Um, how they can start to utilize um, what you're talking about to start to heal. So can we just start with like, what is the lymphatic system? Uh, kind of like macro yeah. overview. The lymphatic system is a part of our immune system. So imagine that your body is a house. The lymphatic system would be the garbage of the house. That's where your body sends everything you're not supposed to have. All the waste, virus, bacteria, and everything that needs to leave your body in order to not develop in a condition. So when your lymphatic system doesn't work properly, your body has more toxins hanging around. And that's when people are all the time inflamed and developing, talk, um, developing conditions over and over. So sometimes I have clients come in and they're like, I have headache, I have nausea, I don't sleep well, I'm overweight. Everything uh, is a combination because you don't have just one condition. If your body is inflamed, you have a low immune system. Your immune system doesn't work well and you keep developing conditions, different ones. And that's a big sign that your lymphatic system is not working properly. And besides it all, people like to get a lymphatic massage because it makes you look skinnier because we are flushing out the inflammation, the water retention. Like if I punch you on your face, you're going to get swollen. Because that's how your body responds to inflammation. So when your body is inflamed, it's going to have more water retention. When we do lymphatic massage, we flush out this inflammation and the water retention. So you look smaller, you look skinnier. That's usually the initial thought people have about lymphatic and that's why they want to get it done. But after doing it for many times, you feel the health benefits of it. You don't get sick as often. You have more energy. You look better. Your metabolism works better. 
So you want to get it done more because of the health benefits afterwards. So beyond like actually not getting these massages, like how do we get to the point where we are like so inflamed? Like, I'm just kind of wondering, like, is it in your experience in education? Is it that like our other detox pathways are blocked? Is it a mixture of that and just like the general like lifestyle? Is it because we were meant to always be doing these kinds of massages and we don't do it? Like, how do we get to the point that we're at where nearly everyone has some sort of chronic condition? And like you said, usually multiple or an array of symptoms? Mm -hmm. Our lymphatic system works well on its own. We would naturally not need to do any lymphatic massage. The problem is we live a lifestyle that is overwhelming for our body. So I always like to give this analogy to explain. Imagine that yourself is a sink. If you brush your hair every day on the sink, the drain is going to get clogged. The drain is your lymph nodes and the lymphatic system, the pipes. So every day you are throwing stuff in the sink, you're brushing your hair. One day the drain won't work anymore and the sink will be full of water and waste and toxins and things that you don't want there. Our body is the same. We are doing everyday things that can be overwhelming, like... Um, lack of sleep, lack of water intake, lack of exercise, stress, processed food, even like the pollution in the air. So even for very healthy people, it's hard to be completely healthy when we live in a society with internet and um, like traffic, because you're going to be stressed at some point. You're going to have some processed food at some point. And all those things, they are going to clog your drains. They won't clog your drink 100%, but they will clog a little bit of it. And then depending on your lifestyle, they can be more or less clogged. And if it's really bad, you can have too much inflammation. Your lymphatic system won't be able to keep doing the work properly. And that's when you see people and they are like visible swollen. They are visible inflamed. And those people, I'm 100% sure they have different conditions going on. Because the immune system has nowhere to send all this inflammation to get out of the body, to go out of the body, if that makes sense. It makes complete sense to me. And what I'm really interested in um, as well, because this is really my primary focus, is stress. So Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about, you know, I think in the wellness world, there are a lot of people talking about supplements, food, moving the body. Um, non-toxic living products, air filters, and all these things that are really important. And I'm a huge proponent of highlighting stress, um, toxic emotions, depleting emotions, and all of these internal variables that I feel have, in my opinion, they have the biggest impact. Um, But perhaps the narrative does not suggest that in the wellness space. And I love how you mentioned stress. Um, and the impact it has on inflammation and our capacity to detox all these other things that we're bringing into our body from this modern day and age. Can you talk about the relationship of stress with like everything you're describing in the lymphatic system? That's such an interesting point because I see that people, especially here in LA, they're very focused on things like um, 
some creams, they are organic or, I don't know, filters in your water so your hair doesn't get chemicals from the water. But those things are so small, in my opinion, comparing to the stress we have nowadays. And sometimes we worry so much about smaller things that our stress levels raise and it's worse for our bodies than like those small things. But um, talking about stress, stress is a huge thing in our body because it messes our hormones. Every time we are stressed, our cortisol raises. When your cortisol raises, you won't sleep well because you won't produce enough melatonin at nighttime. If you don't sleep well, you don't produce two hormones at nighttime, which are called leptin and ghrelin. Those hormones are responsible for your fat storage. So the next day, you will be more hungry. Your body will need more fat and you will storage more fat. So you're going to gain weight. If you gain weight, you'll be upset. You'll be more stressed. You have less energy. You won't work out properly. Your sugar levels will be higher. If your sugar levels are higher, you're going to crave more sugar. You crave more sugar, your dopamine rates. So you get addicted on sugar because you want the dopamine to keep raising. So it's basically like a shit show. <laughs> and it affects many other hormones. I just gave here some examples. But basically, like when you live a stressful lifestyle, it's impossible to keep yourself sane and healthy, in my opinion. I completely agree. I agree with, I agree, like just the point of um, people becoming so neurotic about the ingredients of this. And I, I try to be a very conscious consumer with the ingredients as well. But then to the point where you're fearing so much of the environment that you're actually stuck in this like state of hypervigilance because you're fearful of every single thing around you, which does more harm than good. I agree personally. Um, but I think that that is also highly motivational. Cause like you said, like when you touch on the like beauty aspect of it, sometimes it resonates more with people. So to say like, okay, if you're not sleeping, you're going to be like storing fat, you're going to be craving sugar. And there are all these other variables that are impacted by stress. And regardless of like the filter that you use or like the SPF that you have, you, there's not an SPF strong enough um, or a workout good enough to counteract eating that much sugar or not sleeping at night. We know that because we have babies and I ask my eye cream to do so much, but you know, if you're not sleeping, <laughs> you, yes. I mean, you look great, but I'm like, I'm putting like concealer. I'm like, yeah. I'm oh yeah, for sure. There's not much you can do. You were like, you have, Oh, the sleep will show in your life every day in the morning, the afternoon, at night. I mean, the lack of sleep. So you won't look good. You won't feel good. You'll be brain foggy. You won't be able to perform as well. And your hormones will be all messed up. So it literally affects everything. Lack of sleep is the worst for me. Okay. So let's talk about what ways that we can um support our lymphatic system because you said that like you know we weren't necessarily designed to like have to get these massages but obviously this modern day and age like creates a situation where we've got to do more work to support ourselves um moving toxins through our body um a lot of people i know are going to be like i can't access this kind of care what are like the natural ways that we evolved doing and the things we evolved doing to support our lymphatic system. 
Yeah, um, lymphatic massage is just like the cherry on top of the cake. But if you take care of your lymphatic system doing simple daily habits, you don't necessarily need to get a lymphatic massage. The lymphatic massage is just like an extra help. But what really matters is your daily habits and how you're going to protect your body from having toxins and inflammation. So that way, you won't uh, overwhelm your lymphatic system. That's the main point. So things like sleeping well, avoiding toxic relationships, avoiding stress, um, avoiding processed food. Because every time you're eating toxins, you're sending toxins to your lymph nodes. So you're basically like clogging your drains. Mm-hmm. Um, lack of water intake. The water you drink helps to flush out the water irritation, helps to flush out the inflammation. So we are supposed to have at least two liters of water a day. Your morning routine plays a big role in it. Uh, I'm a big fan of a morning routine because I believe that the day we start out, the, the way we start our day is the way our day keeps going. So in the morning, I always try to do my best to have a good day and to take care of my lymphatic system from the moment I wake up. Um, so I like to scrape my tongue, number one, in the morning. Because when we sleep, our body detox by itself. And that's why we wake up with our tongue full of bacteria. You're not supposed to drink or eat anything before removing those bacteria. So you scrape your tongue and brush your teeth. Your mouth will be clean. Number two, drink a big glass of water. That way you have your metabolism starting and you will protect your stomach before having your breakfast. Number three, drink a herbal tea. Your body will be clean and ready to get the most benefits from the herbs. So no matter what tea you drink, you get the most from it after doing those two steps before. And then after this, you have your breakfast. So imagine that sometimes people wake up and drink coffee right away. They are pushing all those bacteria your body is trying to detox back to your stomach, back to your digestive system. You are going to hurt your stomach because it's not protected. You haven't uh, drink water before, so it's not protected. And doing it every day, you're going to develop some condition. Your digestive system won't work the way you want it to work. Exercise. When you exercise in the morning, even if you don't have time, just jump by yourself. Just like take the dog for a walk. Anything you do will help your blood to move. And our lymphatic system is best friends with our blood system. They both walk together. So the more you have your blood moving, the more you have your lymphatic system moving. And starting this process in the morning is everything because you have your lymphatic system working better throughout the day. So I'm interested in so many things. So the first question, because I know you also have a tea, right? Mm-hmm. For herbs. So, so can you talk me through like what I'm sure your tea includes what you feel are the best herbs, but what like should we be drinking? Because that's not something that I do. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, what should I be drinking? <laughs> oh my God. Um, I like any herbal tea because I like to feel in touch with the nature. That's how we evolved as human beings. So when we can have herbs and anything from the nature, it feels good. But my tea have specific herbs for your lymphatic system. 
the main ingredient of my tea is Guarana, which is a Brazilian herb. You're just able to find it in the Amazon rainforest. And that's why it took me so long to be able to bring it to America and do it, do the tea and get all the uh, approvals I needed. But if you don't have access to my tea, you can have like ginger in the morning. You can have green tea, matcha, um, eucalyptus. Any tea is helpful. You just like to be in touch with the nature. will help your body to flush your lymphatic system. Okay. And then um, what are your thoughts on, because you mentioned like exercise, which is something I do, but then I also see online people using like little reformer, like, um, like trampoline type things for their lymphatics. Is that, is that a fad or is that like a useful thing to do in the morning? Yeah. Cause imagine that your uh, lymphatic system has pipes. Again, think about the sink and the pipes. If you shake the pipes, everything that might be stuck in there will move. So when you are doing trampoline or walk, you are moving, you are shaking your pipes. Okay. Because I Makes always sense. am like, should I get one of those? I have a trampoline in the backyard and a two-year-old, so I'm jumping a lot. And I'm like, this is good, right? <laughs> like, so. Yeah, good. any type of vibration. Some people can do it uh, at the gym, you know, those vibrate plates at the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're just standing there, it will shake you, so it helps you shake your pipes. If you walk, you're shaking your pipes. And if you do trampoline as well. So trampoline is very helpful for your lymphatic system. And if people are wondering, like, does it have to be in the morning? Like, what, for example, like I know, like I, I try to walk while I work, like on a treadmill. Um, is it equally or still very beneficial to be moving your body at different times in the day? Or is there like a reason why like first thing in the morning is really the best time to be, to be doing that? I personally like to do it in the morning because I believe that your morning will um, set the tone for your day. But if you're not able to do it in the morning, you can do it in the afternoon, you can do it at night. It won't really make a big difference. If you are like consistent, you'll get the benefits anyways. But if you're able to at least like jump for two seconds in the morning, you have your blood moving. You will start your day in a different mood. So you are able to help your lymphatic system in terms of not being as stressed, in terms of being more energized throughout the day. So it, it's a little better in the morning, but if you can't, that's okay. During the afternoon, during the evening, anytime you, you want. Just be yeah. consistent. Be consistent. Okay. Cause I was going to say, you mentioned more energized. I want to touch on that because whenever I've gotten any type of lymphatic massage, I feel so energized afterwards. Why is it that our energy level increases like instantly, or maybe that's just me, but I feel like my energy level increases like pretty instantly after I get a massage, a lymphatic massage. Um, if you are not as inflamed, you feel the energy right away because you're flushing out toxins and you're going to pee it out. That's why after a lymphatic massage, people usually need to pee because they are peeing all the water retention we were able to move. 
But if you are very inflamed, your body will take longer try to detox and will probably not be able to detox everything you wanted it to detox. So you might feel headache, nausea. So I feel like there is two types of people. One who feels energized right away and one who might feel headache and like a little bit low on the following day because the body is detoxing. Like when you stop eating meat uh, or if you drink alcohol and you stop drinking alcohol, your body will try to detox and you feel weird symptoms. Those symptoms also apply to a lymphatic massage if you are very inflamed. And, okay, that's interesting. So what, if someone's wondering like, oh my gosh, where am I on this spectrum? What are some signs that they might be dealing with like sort of like chronic inflammation in their life? Oh, they will know. They will know because they get sick all the time. They have symptoms all the time. They don't sleep well. They're complaining. It's, they, they will know. But I think the thing is like, so when I talk to my clients about low-grade inflammation, you would be surprised that a lot of my clients or a lot of people don't necessarily draw the link between inflammation and um, a chronic illness, perhaps like an autoimmune disease or any like chronic symptom, um, brain fog, chronic fatigue, either fibromyalgia, anything like that, rheumatoid arthritis even. When I say, um, you know, we look at certain lab work to look at like low-grade inflammation or we talk about all these different variables, it's not something that their practitioners have mentioned. Instead, they say, you have this diagnosis. This is like who you are. This is your life now. You have fibromyalgia. You have chronic fatigue. Good luck. Have some coffee. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Why do you think that, and I don't know if you found this or not, but why do you think that it's not part of the narrative to talk about like these underlying causes like that's deeper than just like low-grade inflammation, but like the lymphatic system and toxins and all of this. Like why aren't people talking about that in the more mainstream medical space? Um, I think that depends of the culture of the place. Like in Brazil, people talk more about it because I think we have less access to technology or to um, great hospitals as people have here. So we have to work more on the prevention. Preventive medicine is huge in Brazil. Here in the U.S., I don't see it this way. People are very used to have their problems solved like this. So if you want something, you're going to buy and you have everything you want. If you want to eat something you water, the next day it's by your door. And if you have a condition, you go to the doctor, you pay like whatever money you want to pay. And the doctor will solve your problem. So I see that the mentality here in the U.S. is like, I pay, I get what I want. I get what I want very quick. So they are used to a quick fix. In Brazil, it's not like that. We struggle more. The economy doesn't work as well. So we are more, uh, we work more on the prevention of everything, not just like in a healthy wise, but everything we have to be more careful because we cannot fix our problems like we can fix here in America. It makes complete sense. Um, I don't know. I just, I think like, you know, for you or, or me, like we're so used to what we do that it seems like it 
like, oh, like people would obviously know this, but then you realize there are people who've been sick for like 15 years and no one, you know, I think a lot of people listening to this will be like, I've never even heard of a lymphatic massage. And it's like, this is something that could benefit people so, so, so much. And they've been pursuing like knowledge to help themselves and yet they've never come across it. And so I think it's like an important point to say, like, even myself, who I consider to be like very much in the like holistic space, having had Graves disease and a serious chronic fatigue. And in the past, like this wasn't even part of something I learned about until like two years ago. And I'm like, how is this possible? You know? And I think it's so important to get the information out there, especially looking at like different countries who are actually like getting it, getting it right, basically. When I came to America, as I said, there was no lymphatic. I was the first one in LA and it was a struggle for me because I was trying to explain people what a lymphatic massage was and all the benefits they could get from it and how to take care of the lymphatic system. But I didn't even like speak English at the time. So I would say a few words and hope they would understand me. Um... But now it seems to be more popular. I see doctors recommending it. I see other lymphatic places out there, which makes me very happy to see that people are more aware. And the moment they are more aware of the benefits of the the lymphatic system, they are more aware of the prevention. So they are working on the prevention instead of just working uh, on the problem after the problem is there. And it, like, that's everything that's so important. Like, I don't want people to wait until they were, you know, in the position I was in or like my clients where it's like you're bedridden at such a young age to do this kind of work. So where, like, let's talk about the massages just so people know. Mm-hmm. So like, what even is this? Like, how does it work if someone were to like go in and get a massage from you? Like, how does all this magic like actually work on the body? What are you like, you know, what are you doing if you can sort of describe? A lymphatic massage is completely different than a regular massage because we have to target different points of the body and push the fluid rotation towards those drains, which are the lymph nodes. We have to follow the lymphatic cycle on the body and push the water towards the drain one by one. So think about the sink again. You unclog the sink and the water keeps going through the pipes. You have to follow a path. And besides using my hands, I also use some equipment. I have a radio frequency in my office. I have ultrasound. I have sauna. Because depending on what each person has, we are going to use different things to help that specific person. Because everyone is different. Maybe your inflammation um, is high because you have digestive issues. Maybe because you have too much stress. In that case, I'm going to work more on cupping, which is an acupuncture thing. Or because you have a problem on your leg and you have bad circulation. In that case, I'm going to work more on your leg. I'm going to do some suction to improve your blood flow. So it really depends. Each person is a different case. And besides using my hands, I have some help with the machines depending on what each person needs the most. So I'm interested then in the cupping for stress. So that's typically Mm -hmm. like your go-to if it's a high stress level situation. So the cupping is an acupuncture thing. And depending on where you place it, you're going to target different areas of the body, different organs or muscles. 
So it helps to release the energy on those specific points. But if the person doesn't improve the root cause of the stress, there is nothing I can do. So I'm very clear with my clients. I talk to them. I try to identify what is the main problem they have. And if they are unable to work on the root cause, they're just spending money and time there for nothing. And usually they listen to me and we keep working together as a team. And that's why I told you my clients keep coming back because we, we are able to do such a nice work together and they see the improvements in every area of their lives because besides the massage, they are working other things that maybe they didn't see before or they didn't give uh, importance before. But after talking to me and I explained them how it is affecting their whole body, the inflammation levels and how they feel, they have more motivation to work on those other areas outside the massage. That's amazing. I mean, that's like the definition of holistic. Like you do so much more than the massage, which in and of itself is amazing. But I can I can absolutely understand why people return um, because most practitioners don't take that approach, like so incredibly all-encompassing. Um, I think it would be interesting to understand, um, you know, you talked about like the energy being released from the body. So are you able to kind of like identify, because I know like in Chinese medicine, you have different um, sort of like emotions stored in different organs. Is that kind of what you're referencing? And is that what you pinpoint? Yeah, either the organs and the muscles. Like if you are very stressed, you probably have problems on your neck, on your shoulders. So I'm going to place the cup in there and you help to release the muscle physically. And that's why the color is dark because when you have a dark color, it means that the blood flow is not great in that area. And then by the color, we can identify where the person has more problems. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Because yeah. I guess like, well, maybe this isn't the same perspective, but when people are living in stress, they're just like their shoulders no, and their yeah, jaw and everything. You have more more energy here and you're not able to relax. So your shoulders are like this. When we put the cup in and I also massage more this area, if they have uh, a lot of stress going on, I'm trying to release the muscle, release the energy there. The color will probably be dark because if they are like this, they don't have a great blood flowing here because everything is so tense. And then we pull the dirty blood, we call it dirty blood up, and new and fresh blood comes to the area with all the anti-inflammatory properties, with oxygen. So it, it feels very like much of a release, you know. And then after that, they have to keep the good work at home by avoiding toxic relationships and all the situations that might be causing stress to them. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you have any, um, I'm sure people ask you, like, what should I do? to minimize, which is like the million dollar question. Um, what should I do to minimize my stress? What kind of, I mean, you know, do you give them any advice for like either modalities to turn to or what to, to look for to start to do this work? Because, you know, this is the hardest, the hardest work is, you know, the mental health, reducing your stress, the real inner work that is the tough stuff. Um, it's hard because each person has a, a different reason why they are stressed. But I would say that avoiding toxic relationships is everything. 
the quality of your life depends on the quality of your relationships. So usually that's what I tell them. I love that. I think that that's um, so important and like something that we talk about a lot in, in my programs, working with people, because like usually like you mentioning that I'll find that people who come to me and they're, and they're always very, very sick. Like there's one person, whether it's a family member or a partner or some relationship that is highly, highly, highly toxic and in a way manifesting itself physically um, in their body as well. And so it's, it's crazy to kind of see these um, like patterns ring true across like all the different people I speak to in like the health and wellness space, if you will. Yeah. And when you are in a toxic relationship, you don't see it the way it is. You are stuck in that situation and it just keeps getting worse. And if you try to leave the toxic relationship, you feel guilty because you're usually close to that person. So it's very, it, it's something that should, we should talk more about it because like if you have to leave the toxic relationship, no matter what, no matter if, you're dealing with a family member, with a partner, no matter who it is, I have the, I am sure that you have to leave the toxic relationship if you want to uh, avoid the stress because it's usually very hard to, to make it better. Like it just keeps getting worse. I agree. And like so many times you, you kind of plague yourself with the thoughts of the relationship when you're in it. And that's what keeps the nervous system stuck in this fight or flight place. And the body is stuck in the physiology of all of the fights and all of the arguments. It's just so, so toxic physically for the body. So I'm glad you're talking about it because actually no one ever really talks about toxic relationships. Um, there's so many remove this, remove that cell phones, technology, yeah. the news, but not, you know, like the nitty gritty of like, Hey, here's the hard truth <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. No one talks about it. And apparently everyone has at least one toxic relationship. When I talk to my clients, they always say about at least one person that has been stressing them or has been giving them anxiety. So it seems to be a thing and no one talks about it. Yeah, I mean, it's a dense and uncomfortable topic. So I can see why people try to like stay away from it. But I think, and it's so important. It's so important. So let me ask you this because I know that people are going to want to know. And I know that you always say on the podcast, this is not the reason to do the lymphatic work. But people want to know, like, what exactly are the like beauty benefits as well as like, you know, maintaining a uh, slim physique or like supporting, you know, fitness or whatever goals they have, because these are always like, this is always on the front and center of the minds of my listeners as well. Um, when you do lymphatic massage or when you take care of your lymphatic system, you will have less water retention. The water retention is not a clean and beautiful water. It's a water full of toxins and inflammation. So when you don't have that, besides looking smaller because you have less swelling, your metabolism will work better because you will have less toxins in the middle of the way. So imagine that you were driving somewhere. If you are in the street with traffic, it takes forever for you to get where you want to get. If you are in the street without traffic, you can go faster. That's what happens to our metabolism when you have toxins hanging around. It can go faster if you have less toxins. Um, a lymphatic massage also helps your digestive system 
because one of the functions of the lymphatic system is to remove fat from our digestive system. If it's working well, you're going to have less fat in your digestive system. You are going to process food better. You're going to metabolize food better. The quality of your poop will be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to be sick less times. So you have to take less antibiotics or less drugs. Everything in combination will make your body look better. I mean, I've definitely noticed that from like looking at your videos online where you post like before and after. And I'm like, this is blowing my mind, which brings me to my next question. You posted some videos on Instagram, I think mostly during like the pandemic where like you couldn't see your clients. So you're like, here's, you know, so you can do it at home. Obviously it's not going to be the same as seeing you. Um, but like, you know, if we were to use some of your practices, um, for those of us who don't live in LA, um, and like what you put on like Instagram, for example, is that still going to be beneficial? Like in a significant way, will it make an impact for us? Yeah, it will make, um, like any massage you do, first of all, we move your blood. And as I said before, if you move your blood, you're moving your lymphatic flow. And if you follow the lymphatic path, every time I teach a massage on my Instagram, I try to teach in a very easy way. So everyone is able to do at their, at their homes or having a friend doing it for them. If you're moving, following the lymphatic path, you are going to be able to flush the water rotation, to move the water rotation towards the lymph nodes. And you can also find the lymphatic therapies close to you. Like I do trainings and I train people all over the world. So uh, it's not as hard to find a lymphatic massage anymore as it used to be before. Yeah, but I was going to say, I feel like other therapists are not going to really be the same as as you, but still Uh, good, not the same. So so I've heard, you know. Um, Okay, what about um, like other ways to detox? Like people are taking notes and they're like, wow, I'm going to implement these 10 things. You know, are there other things that you do? Like I know I have a lot of friends who do like um, infrared sauna, which I used to have in Texas and I did, you know, five times a week. I don't, I don't anymore in the UK, um, but clonics, uh, coffee enemas, I don't know, like juicing, whatever. Like, do you do anything else like that? And what would you recommend? Infrared sauna is a great thing because it helps again to move your blood because it's making you like more hot. Jacuzzis, Cleanses or diets are good because sometimes your digestive system needs a break. And when you go on those diets, you control yourself for like a week or five days or whatever, and you give a break to your digestive system. I like intermittent fasting, which is like you don't eat for 16 to 20 hours. That's usually the amount of hours I like to do it because I need to give my organs a break. And it helps you to lose weight, helps you reset your system. Everything you're doing for your body in a way that will help to clean your organs and give a break to your body is helping your lymphatic system. What about, I was going to ask you, obviously I've had two babies. So I would imagine, and I know you recently had a baby. So I would imagine that around pregnancy, um, and postpartum is a critical time. What are those like critical times in our lives where we should be 
paying extra attention to supporting our lymphatic system. Oh yeah, uh, after having a baby is hard. Um, during my pregnancy, I would try to walk as much as possible because it helps you when you're giving birth. It, it helps your lymphatic system. You feel better for your mental health and everything. So I would try to walk every day, even if I was not feeling well. I would walk for like five minutes at least. And after giving birth, I would continue my walks. Like on the second day, I went back to my walks more for my mental health at that time because you were all over the place after having a baby. And then I started having my lymphatic massages, eating better, eating healthier. And before having the baby, I put on my mind that I wouldn't allow myself to have depression. I was like, I have to keep my mind strong and I have to keep my identity. Because I see that many people might develop depression because when you have a baby, you might lose your identity. You're not feeling beautiful. You are like 30 pounds heavier. You are in pain. You are not sleeping, taking care of a baby, super overwhelmed. And when you are pregnant, all the attention goes towards you because you're pregnant. After having a baby, the attention goes towards the baby. So the mom is kind of forgotten and ugly and in pain. <laughs> yeah. So I put in my head that I wouldn't allow myself to, to be upset after having the baby. And that's what I kept stuck in my mind. So I was like, I'll try to go back to my routine as soon as possible. I'll try to go for a walk. I'll do my nails. I need to feel my own person and keep my identity in order to not lose myself. Yes, that is so important. I am similar to you in that way. I was like, I cannot become that person because it is really hard, like mentally. Like you said, you were just not, you don't feel yourself, you don't look yourself, and you don't have two hands and you're not sleeping. <laughs> and it's like hard. Yeah. And I feel like I'm like the family cow back to like nursing again. And I'm like, wow, this is so full on. But yes, um, props to all the moms out there. Are there any other times, I guess, like surgery, like other times where like we should be aware of supporting our lymphatic system outside of pregnancy? Yes. Surgeries uh, in pregnancy are the main ones, in my opinion, because when you are pregnant, your body produces 50% more fluid. And that's why pregnant people are usually very swollen. Besides being heavier, they are more swollen because the body naturally holds on more water retention. So if you're able to get lymphatic massages during your pregnancy, you will control your swelling and prevent a condition called preeclampsia. Oh um, so we have like a lot of people getting massages during the pregnancy and after delivering as well, but more important during the pregnancy. And after surgeries is so important, but more important is before the surgery, because you need to get your lymphatic system ready to be attacked. Because when you get a surgery, it's like your body understands that you were getting a knife and stabbing it. Your body doesn't know what's going on. So it just feels attacked. And if you're able to clean your lymphatic system before the surgery, you'll be more ready to help your body to flush out the inflammation, deal with the inflammation afterwards. And sometimes people just look for a lymphatic after having the surgery, but look for a lymphatic before as well. <laughs> this is so good to know. I wish I would have known about this during my pregnancies, especially my, well, my first pregnancy, I was like so 
huge. Like I gained 60 pounds and I was very, I know. Yes. It, thank you. I was very small before to be fair, but I was like, it's horrible. This second time around was much better, but yeah, it took me ages to get back. And on top of it, so for my second home birth or my second birth, I had a home birth. My first birth, I had an emergency C-section. So not only was I like a balloon, but then I had this like unplanned surgery. And I remember like afterwards, I was like, I was just, I've never had so much water retention. Like even after the baby, like my arms and my legs, like you just couldn't even recognize me. Like I can't imagine how this would have changed my life if I would have known. Yeah, all the medication. I had a C-section as well. In my case, it was a plant one. I wanted to get it. But I know what you mean. Like all the medication, the the like antibiotic you might have to take. It's a lot. We feel very swollen no matter what. But if you're able to control it from the beginning, you won't reach the end as bad. That's for sure. You're You're going to be swollen, but not as bad. That's good to know for anyone who is uh, on a different part of their journey. Now they can implement this and not be in the situation yes. I was in. Um, so just kind of like to round it off, like for people listening who have any sort of chronic symptoms, um, like whether it's diagnosed or not, and that includes anxiety or depression or anything kind of in that space, like what are the areas beyond stress that should be like, if you had to kind of like rank like the top three areas to, you know, like not even detox, but just like minimize the intake of toxins, like what would they be? Would it be like food and environment or like media, um, water? I don't know. Like how would you categorize it based off your experience? Uh, number one, stress for sure. Number two, I would say processed food because we are too exposed. This is like no matter what you do, you're going to have some processed food. And if you're not aware, you're just going to have processed food. And number three, I would say lack of routine. Our body loves routine. It loves sleeping at the same time, waking up at the same time, eating at the same times. So uh, I see that some people cannot have a great routine for different reasons and they never feel 100% because our body loves and needs routine. That's so interesting that you said that about routine because no one has said that, but I was just thinking today, like, this is going to sound really weird, but I feel better during the week than I do on the weekends because I'm so like, I do the same thing every day, like similar morning routine to you. And I always move my body. Um, and I eat the same way and I do the same things. And on the weekend, of course, I don't have my childcare and sort of my routine goes out the window a little bit, obviously, because I don't have two hands or like time beyond just being, you know, like full time with my family obviously like I can't do most of those things, but my routine, like the way I eat, when I eat, when I sleep is all so different. And I feel so like, just not, it's like, I feel really fatigued. Um, and like, just not like, as like, I don't know, which is crazy because it's like time off. But like, I was just thinking today, like, how can I bring more routine into my weekends in some capacity? Because it's like, that is when I feel my best. Yeah, because sometimes we feel like it's a weekend, I need to relax, I need to do what I want to do. But if you understand that your body loves routine, you can do what you want to do, but having some routine at the same time, 
uh, I feel the same as you. The days I'm not doing anything, I feel more fatigued. And if we look babies or dogs, which are also animals like we are, they love routine. If you take your baby out of his routine, he goes crazy. He's going to cry. He won't sleep well. If you take your dog out of his routine, he goes crazy. And we are the same. That's such a good point. Like, why did we decide to deviate so much from that as adults? Because yeah. like, we all know, like for our children, like I was saying today to my nanny, we're going on vacation next week. And I was like, I have to create some sort of routine for my, especially my two-year-old or else he'll be all over the place, like all just every which way in the other, not eating his meals properly. And so I have to keep him on some sort of routine all the time. That's so crazy. As adults, we just don't seem to apply that logic for some reason. Yeah, because we think we are smarter, but we are all animals. We all behave the same way and we are all connected to the nature. The day has 24 hours for a reason. We have time to wake up. We have time to sleep. We are connected to the outside world. And that's why, like, if you were just stuck in your home, on the computer, on your cell phone, and not going outside, you have trouble sleeping and you feel stressed because we need this connection. Mm. To nature, to people. Yeah. Um, and the day know. has 24 hours for a reason. <laughs> Our body um, needs this routine. So then your nights, do you have any sort of nighttime routine? I mean, I know you have your baby, so obviously most of it will be doing baby things, but do you have any specific things that you recommend for kind of like winding down or, you know, you've got very specific things you do in the morning? I don't have like a night routine because depending on the day, I'll be either with the baby or working, which is not the ideal. I wish I could have more of a night routine, but what I find very helpful it's just doing anything that will help you to forget your problems. So I like going to the jacuzzi. I like going to the sauna or even like watching TV, even though people say the lights are not great for you, which I agree. But sometimes watching TV just helps me to forget everything else and helps me to fall asleep. So find your own way to forget everything else so you can relax your body and get in the mood to sleep. But Definitely don't work on your phone at night. Don't have discussions and don't think about problems because that's going to raise your cortisol and your body won't have enough melatonin. So you won't sleep well because melatonin and cortisol, they work like the opposite of each other. If one is up, the other one is down. And if you stress yourself at nighttime, you won't have enough melatonin because it won't go up. I so agree. I think it's funny you said that because I say that about TV as well. Like to my clients, I'm like, yes, I know that people like I get it. But at the same time, sometimes you just have to put on like a funny show for 20 minutes and just like do something mindless. Like don't think, you know, like turn your yeah. brain off. Because if you're working with a lot of entrepreneurs, like type A individuals, like you have got to find a way to turn your brain off. So whatever it is that you need to do, just do it. Yeah, just the way I agree. I 100% agree. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so we're kind of just rounding out here. Obviously, there's like, there's so many uh, interesting points that you've made. And I know like listeners are going to have so many questions. Is there anything like very specific I didn't touch on that you'd want to just like include for people who have chronic symptoms? That's something else I didn't mention. Putting your legs up against the wall. If you can do it for like 10 minutes in the morning and at nighttime, you will help so much. 
Because imagine that the lymphatic flow goes towards the gravity. When you pull your legs up, you're bringing this lymphatic flow on the opposite direction. Plus, you are helping your blood flow. So for people who have no time, who cannot do anything else, at least find five minutes to pull your legs up against the wall because that's very helpful. And this is where you can have it stack. So like if you're watching TV, put your legs up. Or if you're like, you know, putting on your face lotion or whatever, you can put your legs up on the wall. Like I, I how I try to find time to get things in. Like I do it at the same time as doing something else, right? Because you can be doing something else when you do that, as long as your legs are up, right? Yeah, you can do anything. You can use your phone. You can work. I could be talking to you and have my legs up right now. <laughs> you can do basically everything. You can watch TV, as you said. You can be on your bed hanging with like your partner, put your legs up. That's why pregnants put their legs up because we have more fluid when we are pregnant. And that's why the doctor recommends us to put the legs up. Mm, okay. This is something I'm not consistent with. So I'm going to start doing that more often. Thank Super you. So easy. that's the easiest. So I forgot to mention, but that's yeah. the easiest. <laughs> it literally is the easiest. Well, I mean, I think that all these tips are very actionable. Um, it's not like you have to go buy some like fancy machine. Um, you can do a lot of these things like you know, literally we're born with the infrastructure to do this stuff. Um, if people are looking to find you to buy your tea or to find um, your location, where would they find you and how would they access you? I am in Beverly Hills. My Instagram is Detox by Rebecca. My TikTok is Detox by Rebecca. I always try to answer all the DMs and like really get to know who is talking to me. Uh, I'll be very happy to see people at my spa. If you want to buy my tea, you can find the link on my Instagram. And that's basically it. I'm just wondering, I'm assuming you don't ship to Europe, right? No. Not yet. <laughs> it's okay. Not most no. most supplements don't. That's one of the things that's been like crazy about moving here. Like it's quite difficult to to get like a lot of the, the supplements I took. Um, and then I forgot to ask you, my my last question is, um, so you work with so many famous people, don't you? Yes. Who, who, who do you work with that we know? Is it a long, I think it's probably a long uh -huh. list. Are you allowed to share your clients or is that confidential? Yeah. Some of them are confidential. Some of them are on my Instagram. I would say the biggest names would be, um, Jennifer Aniston, Ariana Grande, Kim Kardashian, Kourtney Kardashian. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I've seen your list, um, or I've seen people like so many people talking about working with you because you tag them in your stories. But I just think on so many levels, what you're doing is amazing. You're bringing, um, you know, something from your country to our country that we desperately, desperately need. And you're training people in it. Like you really have an influence, but also like you're a really good example to entrepreneurs because, um, there's so many people trying to like, you know, kind of bring whatever their service or their product is to the world. And it just goes to show that if you, you know, you believe in what you do and what you do genuinely helps people look at how much you can, you know, blow up really what you've done. And, um, that is really, you know, it's hard work and it's actually being good at what you do <laughs> and like offering value to people's lives. And you definitely do that. So I'm, I'm really grateful that you came on here and I appreciate all these tips because I know they're going to help a lot of people. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm very happy to help people to understand why the lymphatic system is so important. 
and especially to understand that it's simple to take care of your lymphatic system. You don't need to be rich. You don't need to have expensive machines. You don't need to be like um, in a specific place. You can do simple habits at home that will support your lymphatic system. And you, you don't need anything else. You just need some routine, drink water, avoid processed food, pull your legs up, do the morning routine. I always like to share tips on my Instagram. But all the all those tips are very simple. So you don't need much. You just need the knowledge and listen to it, listen to your body and search about the lymphatic system because it's everything for our body. It's the garbage of our body. And if you're able to keep it clean, you are able to keep your health, um, your body in a great health. I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time. Again, I really, really appreciate it. And it was great to finally meet you like quote unquote in person after following a lot of your work. Um, Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.